This podcast is brought to you by Loot Crate. Loot Crate delivers the best in geek and gaming gear. From collectibles, apparel, and tech gadgets to art and other epic gear, it's like having Comic-Con in a box. Loot Crate also features individual subscription boxes for gaming, anime, Marvel, and WWE fans, and plans begin at just $24.99 a month. So head on over to cinemageekly.com slash lootcrate, or click the support us link in the show notes for this episode. You're listening to a podcast from the Cinema Geekly Podcast Network. We're the geeks you deserve and the ones you need right now. It's a brand new episode of What Comes Next, Cinema Geekly's NXT Companion Podcast. It is Anthony and Jacqueline, and we're back to talk more WWE NXT on the USA Network and, of course, The Peacock, uh, which is where I watch it now as well. Uh, although still with ads, I did not get the ad-free uh, version. So we, have the, we have the ad-free version. It's so worth it. <laughs> it probably is. I, I don't know. I don't know why I haven't made this commitment. Because, you know, like, The Office is on there. Like, that's worth yeah. it for The Office. It, oh, I'm I'm rewatching Psych, so. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. You've mentioned this before. I don't know if you mentioned it on the air, but lots Maybe of wrestlers not. on Psych. Yes. Yeah, Mickey James was in an episode not that long what? ago. I, like, oh, I know that I was, person. She was in the news recently. Did you hear about she this? She was, because she was let go? Not just because she was let go. But what else happened? Because her, uh, I guess she had other belongings that they mailed back to her. Oh, yeah. Weren't they like in trash bags or something? They were in trash bags with her name written on duct tape. And then a bunch of other women were like, been there, done that. And then that kind of got everywhere because it's 2021. And I believe it forced WWE to fire the higher up guy who is sort of in charge of that department or whatever and stephanie mcmahon and triple h had to make like public apologies on twitter to her and other people so yep that's that because that's bullshit because i i have mailed people's personal belongings back to them like after they've been released or whatever presumably in a box yes boxes Mm -hmm. are not expensive no Neither is packing tape it's like a standard thing can you you even (laughs) ship a garbage bag I honestly am not sure how that all worked. No, I, me I don't know. Maybe somebody just delivered it. Showed Maybe, up to their but door. that's crap. Agreed. Um, yeah. so, I'm glad you called them out for that, too. Absolutely. No, 100%. Uh, we are talking about NXT episode 608. Uh, a couple weeks removed from the last takeover, but I feel like we're already on our way to another takeover. I know, that one that they just haven't announced yet, maybe? Yeah. The, well, speaking of takeovers, the one in Dublin apparently has been canceled. Aww. Uh, due to coronavirus Makes concerns. Sense. So. <sighs> maybe the Maybe the NXT UK will wrestle in front of fans again at some point. Uh, I'm sure those people are really going crazy because they're not wrestling in front of anybody. 
No. Like zero it's people. It's very quiet. Uh, you know what, though? Okay, hmm. really quick, and then we'll get into this episode. Yeah. So I was watching, I forgot what it was, either Raw or SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But they did a, it's not a lumberjack match, even though that's what I want to call it. Okay. A scarecrow match. I don't know why, but I keep wanting to call it the lumberjack one. Wait, what? What? <laughs> what is yeah. this? So they did a scarecrow match. I've never heard of this have, before in my life. I think it's called a scarecrow. Maybe I'm calling it the wrong thing. Where they had like people around the ring to like catch you if you fall out because they were afraid that someone was gonna like run away. Yeah, I mean, usually that's called a lumberjack match. Oh, it is called a lumberjack okay. match. Okay, then it is a lumberjack match. Okay. Um, I thought. So did a lo- Jacqueline, this is this is nothing against you. Um, <laughs> like, don't fault yourself for this by calling it that. Vince has so lost his mind that I I just bought that that's what they did. I'm like, why do they do? What is this? What are they doing? And then so when maybe you des- I, maybe I want to call it a scarecrow match. Sure, like when you a described lumberjack a lumberjack match, I'm like, well, that's a lumberjack match. But maybe Vince yeah, yeah. hates the term lumberjacks and went with something else. Like I just no. bought it hook, line, and sinker. It, that seems like a I bad thing. I think it's in my my brain. Okay. But what I will say is that what what happened really well with it though is that you had all these people around the ring yelling yes. and interacting. So like just do more lumberjack matches. <laughs> yeah. I mean <laughs> AEW just put wrestlers in the audience section like yeah. it was weird. It's still weird, but it's better than nothing. Yeah. Um so, before we dive in before we dive into this episode, um you were yes. telling me off air that you liked this episode. I was, I am less enthusiastic about this episode and I was kind of grumpy when I watched it. And the first thing I did, uh, like when I was done with this episode, I went right back to Peacock and I remembered, uh, this conversation we had about how you were like, I I would love to watch an ECW episode. So I went Mm -hmm. looking for like ECW, I went looking for the one show that I knew that I would want to watch if we ever did it and they have it on Peacock. And I turned it on and it's bizarre because I've seen all of this news about Peacock sort of editing out or censoring various things from the Attitude Era Mm -hmm. of Raw, um, which makes sense. ECW was like a million times worse during the Attitude Era. Um, And I turn on this pay-per-view and nothing is censored. Nothing. Like... The first guy who comes out uh, is famous for telling the production crew to cut his music, right? Before he does his promo. And he says, cut the fucking music. Not censored at all. Just, I'm like, okay, they didn't, they didn't edit this out. I watched some of it and... Uh Like, if we ever were to watch this show, Jacqueline, first, I don't know if I could actually bring myself to be like, let's watch this and then have you watch it. It does have all of the best of ECW in it, but it also has all of the worst things of ECW that did not age very well at all. Mm. Like, tons of sexism, tons yeah, of sexism. No. Uh, I probably, let's just let's just stop it right there, because I did yeah. like this match, and I think it's setting up some, or this episode, and I think it's setting mm. up some good things, so. Yes. Let's with NXT for the time being. Yeah, I just, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, I'm so frustrated with this NXT right now. Like, let's go see what this ECW thing is. And then I, the first 20 minutes and I'm like, oh my God, this is aged so poorly. Not like well. the matches were lots of fun and they, they held up as fun, crazy spectacles. But 
the stuff on the in between was whoa, like very yeah. much, very much bro culture of the mid to late nineties. No, nope, I'm out. Not not good. A lot of toxicity in there. Um, I believe it. And then I was then my thought jumped to I wonder if there's a way for me to get AEW episodes to Jack. <laughs> um, but alas, we're going to be talking about NXT, and yeah. um, hopefully, you can turn my mind around about some of these things. Maybe your enthusiasm w- for this episode will I raise will. mine. So I'm just going to dive into like most of my notes then, because I feel like I have a lot of positive things to say. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just going to I'm going to kick it off. So Let's do it. The first match is we just get right in with a match, and it's Dakota Kai versus Mercedes Martinez, yes. and um. As you said, I did really like this match. I thought Mercedes came in reminding us that she's like the big toughie. She's a big striker. Um, Dakota using her lower body like she normally does and taking just so many hits. Like, I thought that the two of them worked really, really well together. Um, Mercedes um, uh, kicked out of a, of a pin attempt by pushing Dakota's face out of the way. Like, I thought that was pretty badass. Um, and then Dakota with a really great backbreaker. Mercedes um, traps Dakota on the ropes and goes for the forearms before climbing the ropes and Dakota getting into a crucifix and then a big face for a slam. Um, Dakota does this really cool sweeping kick um, and then um, a kick to the face. Um, there's just a lot of really good back and forth. Um, Mercedes um, doing like, she's getting a lot of offense in while Dakota's like, in the ropes, or no, sorry, the other way around. Mercedes is, like, through the ropes, and Dakota's, like, hitting her and kicking. It was just bonkers. Mm -hmm. Um, So, and then Mercedes did three underhook suplexes in a row, all while holding Dakota's arms back. And I thought she did it better than most of the guys who attempted. Mm -hmm. Um, I thought she looked really good. Um, The match was great, and then the one thing, and then it the ending though did not land as well for me because Raquel of course gets involved and helps Dakota get out of the way um, of a pin um, to say, and so that Mercedes can't win, um, which I agree a little not great, but I think what it does too is shows that Raquel and Dakota are still a strong unit because yeah. my whole thing was that clearly they're going to break down and split up. But mm-hmm. now after seeing this, I'm like, oh, maybe they won't. So yeah. um, I just thought it was really great. It, I thought it was two very strong women coming in um, and and just, you know, being mm-hmm. sh- strong ladies. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I suffered wholly from gump, uh, grumpy Gus syndrome in this match. I was really enjoying it all the way up into the end. And uh, when that end happened, I just... Uh, like crossed my arms and made an ugly face and stomped my feet. And I mean, not literally, but figuratively in my mind, I was doing all of those things. And like, my, like when this happened, I probably ended up giving this match an unreasonable score as a result. We'll, we will see where the scores landed, but what I'll say is that, so for me in my brain, I'm like, well, if Raquel, like Raquel has the title, right? So clearly Dakota at some point is going to turn on her. Possibly, um, yes. But then watching this, I'm like, okay, we have time before that happens. Yeah. So, like, 
I actually felt better about it because I was like, okay, I like the two of them as a unit. Mm-hmm. And my hope is that when Tegan Knox finally returns, she's going to join up with them and she and Dakota will be the tag team. Ooh, yeah. To Raquel's women's title holder. One's very, <laughs> very good friends, best friends. That would be interesting. Right? Uh, I feel so like it could work. For me, like this match ends in a DQ and DQs yeah. are not fun in general. Mm-hmm. They can They can serve a purpose. But I feel like this was a poorly used, uh, this is a poor use of a disqualification. Uh, this is no offense to Mercedes, uh, because she's awesome. And I think her and Dakota had a good match. But going into this, this is Raquel's first defense of her title. And it's straining credibility for me to think that Mercedes might beat her to win the title because it feels it's too early in Raquel's run. She just won the title. This is her first defense. They're lining up all of these other people. There's an EO rematch. They're doing this thing with Frankie Monet. There's a lot of other things that they're going to be doing with Raquel clearly. So I feel like going into this, Mercedes needs all the help she can get. And in this case, beating Dakota Kai, who is Raquel's second i guess or best friend or tag partner however you want to look at it like that's important mercedes needs wins and that's a high profile win heading into her title match like i get that they're just doing the dq to uh, get uh heat on raquel um you know people hate dqs and they're like oh what a jerk we hate her so much we hope mercedes kicks her butt but i really feel like mercedes probably needed the win more than she needed you know, people to hate Raquel. Um, I think it just sets up more between Mercedes and Dakota and because they really mm -hmm. need to make sure Dakota has a storyline. She can't just stop. It's so like, yeah, that's that's definitely an avenue. I just, I don't know in this particular instance for this match, I feel like Mercedes just should have won. And And what did you give it then? then, I was going to say then afterwards you can have Mm -hmm. what happened happen where like she beats Dakota and then Raquel immediately hits the ring and then beats her up after she gets the the win or whatever. Yeah. Because that was pretty great when Raquel was just yeah. throwing her around like a lawn dart into the pe- plexiglass. Mm-hmm. Like, that was amazing. Now that I see the grapple score, I don't feel quite as bad. But who thinks I went really high with this one. Uh, I went two and a quarter. Wow, I went three and a quarter. <laughs> so grapple gave it 2.62. Y'all are wrong. So almost the two and three quarters. The match itself was fantastic. Yeah. I, oh, boy, that finish really killed it for me. Sometimes that'll happen, though, uh, in a match. Sometimes it does. Mm-hmm. All right. So next we get Shotzi and Ember backstage with Mackenzie. They're going against the Robert Stone brand. Yes. Um, and then the way next week, Frankie Monet comes in to interrupt them. Um but it doesn't matter because they both get flowers apparently from Dexter Loomis. So yes. And they're both strange. freaked out by it. As I would be. Yes. And uh, I loved Ember's response because she's like, I'm married. This is for you. <laughs> like, <laughs> that made that me is, laugh. That is such a, like, that is a friend move. Like, <laughs> I laughed so hard at that. That felt like such an earnest response, though. Like, I'm married. These are for you. And Shotzi's yeah. like, what? She's like, um, no. <laughs> I loved it. But the weird thing is, like, this just, their reaction further, I, I feel like I can find almost anything, I feel like I can find at least one negative thing with everything on this show. 
like Man, I loved this is gonna be a long episode yeah us, it is huh? <laughs> I loved I loved them right but the reaction is like Ugh, what gross no what but, but Dexter but Loomis is supposed to be a good guy and they're like creeped like, out by the good guy but we'll get in later it's not actually from oh, him and no yes. of course not He's supposed. He, it's because guys doing sending things un like un uh, wantingly is yeah that is, is creepy. creepy yes yes. Luckily, it's not um, from him. Yes. Next, we get Cameron Grimes in a jewelry store. He wants to buy diamonds and watches, <laughs> and it's weird because he's shopping without a shirt on. Like, just put <laughs> yes. a goddamn shirt on. <laughs> he doesn't need a shirt, Jacqueline. Have you seen all that chest hair? He doesn't need a no. shirt. No shirt, no shoes, no service. <laughs> He's so rich, though. Like, you know, this is America. You can, if you got enough money, you can forget about those rules. Nope. All right. <laughs> Next we get what we all wanted and have been waiting for. It is a grizzled young veterans promo mm-hmm. mid-ring, all suited up, calling out MSK for not defending the titles against them yes um drake's starting off the promo and he's not bad but then gibson takes over and it's like well i mean you're drake isn't bad but when you have gibson like this is why he does Uh, this oh yeah yes um i he's calling um the crowd snowflakes Mm -hmm. um saying how grizzled young veterans are the best but then champa's music hits and him and champa come out or and him and thatcher excuse me come out to interrupt Timmy and Tommy um, Timmy and Tommy um, Champa keeping um, still calling um, Thatcher toothless Timmy mm-hmm. um, and they also want to become the tag team champions so um, now they need a name uh, can't wait to hear what it is um, and then <laughs> Th- so then Thatcher picks up the mic and he starts talking about an NXT UK uh, takeover that he was watching yes. and he gets the crowd to take their shoes off if you hate Gibson. Yes. And there were like, there's like these three people standing in the back. They were the first ones with their shoes up. Thatcher had his <laughs> shoe up. Ciampa had his shoe up. Yes, and then Ciampa the takes callback. his sh- Yeah, and then Tom- Ciampa takes his shoe and uses it up as a weapon mm-hmm. um, to get the grizzled young veterans out of the ring. So yes. they're going to have a little rivalry, which I think is going to be fun. Mm-hmm. That's a weird, it's, fun. it's a pretty obscure callback. Like, we get it. We watched those NXT UK things for a little bit. Yeah. I remember that. I can't but imagine I think- how many people watching on USA have any idea what they're talking about, but um I personally I, enjoyed it. I did too. And I but I think I think um Gibson is so used to it. It seems like it's a pretty regular thing that happens yeah. to him. So yes. um so Unfazed. yeah, so I'm excited because um, I think they're finally bringing it to the U.S. And I can't wait to see him on a house show when those start up again. Because I'm definitely taking my shoes off. <laughs> they announced, uh, by the way, before we started recording this episode on the Twitter, that that match is happening on NXT yes. this week. So we're getting Timmy Thatch and Tommy Chomps against uh, the Grizzled Young Veterans. So that should All be right. good. That'll be a fun one. Mm-hmm. Um, next backstage is Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. They're taking on Imperium tonight, but Maverick is a wrestling fan and he's seen this before and he knows how this is going to go. And oh, man. Dane is going to turn his back on him and join Imperium. And I'm like, <laughs> damn, Maverick, just call it all out. So meta. Yep. Um, and, and Dane's like, 
uh, no, that's not going to happen. Like I, but I really enjoyed this because Drake Mavericks was like, no, no, I've seen plenty of wrestling. I know how this goes. He's like, like the oh only person in the history of wrestling who's also watched wrestling. Right? Like, he, it's, he knows. It's a very Inception evening. <laughs> Honestly, I think that's a hilarious character that I would love yeah. to see more of. That's like aware of all of the wrestling tropes. Yes. <laughs> like I like I heard what you said about me. I watched the show. I watched the promo. I watched what you said in your locker room. I knew what I you know were how saying. This works. I saw you planning to beat me up. Yeah. Yeah. We have monitors <laughs> everywhere. Um, I thought it was so great. The like, self-aware great, wrestler. Yes, like what a great thing to do like right now. Mm -hmm. So see, I really the writing in this may be getting a little bit better for me. Okay. Um, next we have a Tian Shaw pump up video. Yes. Um, it's pretty cool. Zaya Lee still though doing most of the talking and the fighting. Yes. Um, and I just want to know when we're gonna see Boa and Mei Ying in, in action. Yeah. Because they don't seem like they're they're gonna be fighting anytime soon, but I'm ready for it. Boa does a lot of standing and looking menacing. You um, know, do you know who Boa should take on? Is hmm. Alexander Wolf. Because what is he doing? Nothing. Right. So put the two of them against each other. He's watching the Imperium tag matches. Exactly. Swerve on again from his studio. Um, he's proud of Leon Ruff for beating him up after the match last week. Yeah. But now that he knows what Ruff is all about, he wants a Falls, a falls Count Anywhere match. Mm -hmm. And we're getting that next week. Yep. So I'm thinking it could be kind of fun. Could be fun. Yep. Yep. Um, next, we get Tony Storm coming out to the ring. Um, she's facing someone who um, doesn't get named for a little while, and I'm going to build up to that, but she does have a yes. mic. Um, she calls out Zoe Stark. Um, she also uh, called her opponent um, a rookie. Mm -hmm. So we're not uh we're not done with that one yet that's everyone's getting called rookie these days so yes um we find out though her opponent is named zaida ramir mm -hmm. so um so I match star oh didn't go know anything about this person before this match. neither did i nothing neither did i um tony starts with a huge kick to the face just destroying ramir throwing her across the ring several times ramir though taking hits very, very well. Mm -hmm. um, like throwing her body, not afraid. Um, Tony with this really brutal submission, bending Ramirez back uh, um, over her leg. Ramirez gets in some hits, but Tony with a huge German suplex to stop the momentum. Tony going for some offense on the ropes. Um, and then Zoe Stark comes out, which uh, distracts Tony. And then Ramirez gets this flip off the top rope and picks up a win over Tony. And, uh, mm -hmm. Leaves me to wonder, what the hell did I just watch? Um, <laughs> I thought this was super shocking, but then I loved looking at Zoe Stark afterwards and how happy she was about it. So Good question. Uh, yeah. About the... Uh, so, this is, so, this is sort of reminiscent of... Timothy Thatcher. Um, I kind of. No. I, the first thing that, the first thing that came, well, the first thing that came to my mind is something way older. Um, oh. but they've done sort of stuff like this before to like introduce a character where you've got like your cocky bad guy and you've got your unknown good guy mm -hmm. in the ring who doesn't even get an entrance. And then the unknown good guy gets an upset victory out of nowhere. And, you know, voila, instant, 
uh, instant star that you can start building. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, That's kind of not really what they did here, though. This match was like 99% Tony Storm kicking uh, Zeta's butt. And then you've got Zoe come out for the interference. And Zeta just pushes her off the top rope. Uh, So it's like the first thing she does to Tony all match. And then she does hit what I would say is like 99.7% a really good looking shooting star press. Um, She barely rotated at the end. She barely rotated enough. Like she almost didn't quite. um, There's like a very famous Brock Lesnar shooting star press at a WrestleMania where he under rotated and basically landed on his head. Ooh. Um, but what I will say, too, yeah. is that because Tony Storm was pretty far away from the corner, so she yep. had a fly out, too. So, like, yes, I was impressed by that with how much, like, no, it looked she got. It looked really <laughs> good. She just barely yeah. made the rotation over. So it looked good. And she pinned Tony Storm, which, again, I'm like, what is happening here? Uh, the real question is, uh, are they going to do something with Zeta or is this just another cog in the Tony Zoe Stark story which by the way I'm also not digging that much because Tony Storm has done kind of nothing but lose here uh which I I don't know if you should be having her lose that often but uh, we'll see where they go with it but I I enjoyed Mm -hmm. I I enjoyed the ending I thought they Mm -hmm. did a good like the interference thing here was good but like the build up to it like Tony getting almost all the match and then losing to one move that's a little irritating Um, I ended up going the same as the first match actually two and a quarter but they built up to that two and a quarter instead of having built up goodwill and then lost it so I also went two and a quarter grapple liked it less than we did giving it 2.04 which yeah fair okay Um, we get Legato del Fantasma looking very scary. Um, they're ready for their match against Kushida and MSK tonight. Yes. Um, they and here's my thing. I I was like I was super shocked because usually Mendoza does not talk. Mm-hmm. Mendoza though had lines. Yes. yes. Like look at him. Mm-hmm. I'm so like here's the thing. Like we I watched him for, like so many times on the house shows just thinking like oh he's just always gonna be here yeah. you know what I mean like not thinking they were gonna do much with him Yeah. and then I was but I'm so excited like <laughs> it's so like happy. seeing your boy grow up done good yeah yeah, yeah. look well, at him well, now not good but you know <laughs> yeah well he, he done better he's, yeah he uh he's you know the big meanie but that's fine yeah <laughs> Um, next, we see uh, Bronson Reed is making his way to the ring. Yes. Um, and as he's at, walking out, Johnny and Candace are there staring him down. Mm-hmm. We go to commercial. We come back and we see L.A. Knight backstage. Yay. Um, and he says he thinks Indy is into him. I hate this guy. Yeah. Um, he's too old. I don't even know how he got off the... <laughs> he's too he's old. He's too old for Indy. He's too old for Indy. Yeah. I don't like it. I don't even remember how he left, but he left. And then Emmer Everrise comes in mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they have a show on Saturdays and they're like, Mackenzie, don't you want to hear about it? Mackenzie just walks away from them. And I'm like, <laughs> rough. Yes. Yes, girl. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then we get uh, Bronson Reed versus 
versus Austin Theory. Yes. And this is the match that if Reed wins, he gets a title shot against Johnny Gargano. Yes. Um, when the way comes out, because they all come out together, Indy doesn't stop with them. She just walks right by. Oh, Indy is mad. She is a full-on teenager. So. She has. She is sulking. She saw. Yeah. Apparently, Drake Maverick is not the only other person who watches the Wrestling. the TV show because she's she has clearly seen that Shotzi and Ember received Dexter Loomis's flowers. And she's heartbroken and betrayed. She's very sad. Yes. Um, on with the match, though. Um, Bronson Reed um, takes Theory to task pretty early on. Um, Theory trying to counter, but Reed just is too good. Um, he pushes Theory halfway across the ring like it's nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, Theory gets caught up on the rope. R- ropes. Reed takes him to the ground. Theory with a big drop kick and able to get Reed out of the ring. Then uh, on the outside, Gargano with a super kick. Then Theory goes to fly to the outside and takes him down. Reed, though, catches Theory over his head, slams him down to just continue with brutality. And then a senton for a two. Theory probably should have just stayed down and this match could have ended. Yes. And he could have, um, you know, avoided further humiliation. Theory, though, thinking he has some offense... Um, but then Reed responds with a suplex to shut him up. Now Loomis comes out walking extremely slowly. Yes. Um, Johnny um, gets Candace out of the way and Indy walks away from him um, and into the ring because that's what you do while the match is going on. As you do, um, yes. Loomis comes up on the apron. Um, Indy says he talks too much. <laughs> which I love. Hilarious. Um, but there's a match going on and... Uh, uh, you know, Theory's coming at him because he's getting uh, pushed, you know, by Bronson Reed, and Loomis saves Indy by moving her out of the way. Mm-hmm. Um, but that then Loomis gets hit and he goes out to the floor. Um, but then Reed is able to pick it up, gets the tsunami, and wins for another title or yes. for a, another title chance. Yes, uh, this Indy Hartwell Dexter Loomis thing might be the worst love story I've ever seen. Uh, he comes out. It's it's very much like the like it wasn't me. Take me back. Like I I I love you. It was that. Except that the guy says nothing, stares creepily, and walks like Frankenstein's monster after her the whole time, which Fair. seems scarier than it is. I, like, oh, look at them. Endearing. Yeah, I think Loomis. Well, he do- his character doesn't talk. I can- no. I wonder if he has a Roderick Strong voice, and that's where they're like, just shh, stop it. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe. But also, um, I think part of it is his face. Like, he yeah, just yes. has a creepy face. Yeah. I don't... I mean, I'm sure some of it is something he's putting on, but even then, he's yeah. so good at that face. Yeah. It's... Part of me thinks that it's, he's not putting it on. Like, he just looks like this all the time. <laughs> well, no. He has, like, resting bitch face. Yeah. But, like, resting creeper face. Yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he constantly looks like a scary person. I mean, he wears black gloves. He really does look like a very stereotypical, creepy serial killer guy. He does. Uh, this whole storyline is bonkers. Anyway, the match was uh, the match was fine. Uh, yes. The right person won, of course. Uh, 
I don't I don't have a lot else to say. I went two and a half though. Uh I thought I did it was too. I thought it was fine. Uh excellent. Grapple says two point five five. Nice. Right, so about right. Mm-hmm. Um backstage we get MSK and Kushida who are super excited about their match. Oh Kushida MS- here was lovely. He was so sweet. Um MSK though saying that when they first got to NXT, Kushida helped them out, took them in, like really made them feel welcome. So now it makes sense why they all kind of helped each mm-hmm. other out. I thought this was a super fun, fun promo. And I love that they ended with MS Kushida. Yes. MSK. <laughs> yes. Awesome. Kushida is so wholesome. Thing. I love him. <laughs> he is. I, oh, I love this. I love this team up. Mm-hmm. Um, now we, we see the way again. Gargano is not happy with Theory. No. Um, because he lost, but really not happy with Dexter Loomis for interfering either. Yep. Candace telling Indy that Ember and Shotzi are after her man because uh, they uh, they the, got flowers and stuff. So. Yeah, they're trying to they're trying to fire up Indy for this tag team title match. Yeah. So clearly, Candace sent those flowers. <laughs> Absolutely. So that's all I got out of that. Next, we get Imperium versus Drake Maverick and Killian Dane. Mm-hmm. And uh, as uh, Dane and Maverick come out, um, Maverick, very hesitant, very, very hesitant to come to the ring. It takes them both a while once they're in the ring, too, to figure out who's starting. He's, like, watching out for himself. You know what it is, Jacqueline? It's obvious he's listened to our podcast, and he's heard your theory about Killian uh, Killian Dane joining the, the, I guess, the Western branch of Imperium. And now he's he can't stop thinking about it. Like, it's on his mind all the time. It is. And then he sat down and he watched, like, a Best of Sting in WCW compilation where he got turned on by everybody he ever teamed up with. And now he can't, like, he can't help yeah. but put himself in that situation. I think we he ruined has... Drake Maverick, Jacqueline. I think we did. And I feel bad because he seems like a nice guy. But also, he should start, like, you know, questioning who he's teaming up with. Like, yes. It's just going to make you a better person overall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, how um, well do you really know Killian Dane, Drake Maverick? Right, right. It's like saying, I know Dexter Loomis well. Like, Ugh. come on. Do, does anybody? Right. Um. So we get Dane and Eichner starting here. Um. Eichner able to lift up Killian Dane. Yes, very strong. Pretty impressively. Um, Dane with a really big crossbody, though, destroying Eichner. Um, Maverick in against Bartell, and Dane flips Maverick over the ropes to drop him on Bartell with their famous moves. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Maverick on Bartell's shoulders and goes for a slam, but Maverick reverses into a hurricanrana, which was pretty great. Um, Maverick's in Imperium's corner, crawling to Dane, but Eichner comes in and just destroys Maverick. Eichner takes um, to just... Spinning Maverick by the waistband, and Maverick um, gets fired up a little bit until he gets slammed down so hard. His belt comes off and his fly opens. Yes. <laughs> and it stays that way for the remainder of the match. Like, Drake Maverick, you could have paused and buttoned your pants. You know, amazingly, though, too. Uh, they to his, didn't fall. Yes, to his credit, they somehow stayed up in this manner. I have no idea. Like, those are amazing pants. (laughs) Yeah, and he's not like, it's not like he's standing still or sitting down. He's actively competing in a physical, like, I mean, not a contest, but you know what I mean? A physical activity. They're not falling. Right. This was crazy. Um, 
Bartel takes Dane out um, on the outside. So um, when Maverick goes um, to tag him in, um, he thinks his worst fears are realized. But then Dane comes back in the ring and just takes over Imperium. Um, uh, but then he gets thrown to the outside where Wolf is waiting, and he go and uh, he goes to hit Dane with a chair, but he stops and thinks about it. Mm-hmm. Bartel does not like this, so he comes out to talk to Dane uh, or to Wolf in German, which so soothing. Um, then Maverick yeah, goes language, yeah. yelling, yeah. Then Maverick goes yelling and flying out of the ring to take them both out, <laughs> which was pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, so Drake handling. His own quite well against Eichner um, until Bartel comes back um, to hit the Eurobomb and pick up the win. And I will say this match did storyline much better than the one before it did. Yes, like um, this is how you do it. Mm-hmm. And and I liked and I quite liked the match quite a bit. Um, yeah, it was pretty good too. Mm-hmm. I went two and three quarters. Same thing. Excellent. Grapple gave it a three point oh one. Wow. I mean, I don't, I don't really disagree with that. No, it was good. And then we post-match, though, Alexander Wolf, Bartel, and Eichner are standing in a line, but then Bartel and Eichner make eyes at each other mm-hmm. and step away from Wolf. Ooh, yes. So something's afoot. Mm-hmm. Um, interesting. Then um, we get Pete Dunn. He's still fired up thinking he's the best and no one yes, wants to face him. Someone just face him, please. Mm. Um, but he does talk about his match with Kushida. Yes. So that happened. He did bring it up. And then he starts calling out every champion. Yes. So no idea what's happening. Mm-hmm. Um, I will say, if he's staying in regular NXT, mm. I would really like to see him go against Johnny Gargano. Yes. I mean, they're two bad guys, but... They can um, still put on a really good match together. Yes, that would be a real good match. It would. So, I don't know what else to say about that. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, or he can go face Killian Cross... Or Killian. He can go face Karrion Cross and then beat him, and then we'd have an infinitely mm-hmm. better champion on the top of the show. Mm-hmm. That would be fun. And then we'd get more Pete... Oh, and then we'd get a Pete Dunn-Kyle O'Reilly match. I'd be here for that. Which... Equally as good. Mm-hmm. Um, we're back to Grimes at the jewelry store, and ah. now it is dark outside. He found a gold watch he likes. Yes. Um, but it's but then we find out it's not a million dollar watch yes. because Ted DiBiase is there to tell him that. Yes, and laugh his million dollar man evil laugh. laugh. And yeah. once again, Cameron Grimes has no choice but to shout. Ted DiBiase's name and anger. Yes. I don't know why he's so mad at Ted DiBiase. Though. It's kind of like uh, that old, uh, I, I don't know either. It sort of reminds me of uh, DuckTales. Uh, I, I feel like in DuckTales, so there was Scrooge McDuck, but I think there was like another eviler, wealthy duck that was sort of like his rival. Sure. I, I, like, don't quote me on this. I, I'm trying to reach back to my childhood here. But I, this is these are the vibes I'm getting. That there's this just is... two wealthy people that are kind of jerks, but they hate each other. Uh, I have to look this up right now. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, there's John D. Rocker Duck. I think that might be it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Okay. 
I need to find. I need to know what you googled in order to find out the answer to this question. But. I. It was Scrooge McDuck rival. <laughs> uh, Very <excellent>. easy. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we will get. Hopefully we will get those guys facing off in NXT at some point as well. Um, Scrooge McDuck and his rival. Yeah. Oh, Duck or Ted DiBiase and Cameron. No, Grace. I mean, I mean, Ted DiBiase is probably not going to wrestle, but I can imagine. I can imagine Ted DiBiase and his his vast wealth. He will uh, probably procure the the services of another wrestler to take on Cameron mm. Grimes is what I'm guessing. Which means we'd have two heels because only a heel could be bought like that. Agreed. Ooh, you know that who's the guy that got hurt? That's how he should come back. Oh, I don't even know. The one know. that Pat McAfee bought. Oh, gosh. Who are we talking about? Uh, I know oh, who you're yeah. talking about, but. I see him. He's British. Yeah, yep, that guy. Forgot his name. But yep, they're oh yeah, that yeah, that guy they were gonna do something with until he got hurt. Yes. Yep, I think his name begins with a B. Um, but that's <laughs> what I got. Anyway. Next, Aaliyah and Jesse, um, finally in matching ring gear, yes. I might add. Um, with Robert Stone. With his um, with his very fancy gloves. Yes, and um uh Beth, of course, pointing out that the man's allergic to socks. Yes. Or something. Thank you. Um, they're going against Shotzi and Ember. Yep. Um, and as the as the champs are walking out, there's two guys, pages of some sort. I don't know, waiting yes. there with chocolate and candy and a fruit basket. Yes. Um, to give to the champions. Yes. And then Candace and Indy come running right on out. Yes. Um, to interfere and take them out, Candace. Yes. Using chocolate-covered strawberries as a weapon, so... That's a new she one. Is, she is definitely cementing her healness here, because yes. only a heel would use chocolate-covered strawberries as a weapon, like, yes. for real. <laughs> yes, shades of the poison apple from Snow White. Yeah, uh, so... Just a, just a different fruit here. Uh, I feel like so, the idea here is that... I, I think we were supposed to believe that these gifts were also supposed from- to be from Dexter Loomis and this angered Indy Hartwell and she's like grabs Candace and says come on let's go beat them up yeah um, and Candace is like well yeah I'm gonna I'm ready for a fight so yes so the it match does not ha- the match does not happen and we're all better off for it yep all right Adam Cole is sitting down with someone from ESPN yes so we finally hear from him and they look like they are in the pool area of an apartment complex. <laughs> For those of you not in Florida, that's what that looks like. <laughs> yes. Uh, presumably a condo or a timeshare that Adam Cole owns or something. That is exactly what it looked like. Um, it's very bizarre. Um, poolside, wearing a black suit with a black shirt underneath. Like, who yes. does that? <laughs> Only Adam Cole, baby. Yeah. Um, Cole saying he was carrying NXT for four years and that the rest of the Undisputed Era turned their backs on him. I would argue, not Bobby Fish. Poor man hasn't been around in weeks. No, this Um, man's never around to turn his back on anybody. No, he was out. Um, Cole is very angry, saying Kyle got lucky. Um, So we're still gonna really get this rivalry, I think. Um, Saying saying Kyle's not ready for the top spot. He's not a main eventer. Yeah. Um, And uh, Cole saying Cross is good, not great. So, like, we all agree with that there, buddy. Um, (laughs) And uh, 
and then the the interviewer asked like what you know what's next and cole was just like it's no one's business so yes um I think still after Kyle, based on everything, and then especially because we cut to Kyle watching the interview in a room by himself, in, yes. by himself, kind of stalkery. But like, this show is getting much more aware of itself. So yeah, I'm I mean, it. they at least told us the viewer, even though Adam Cole didn't tell us what's next for him. The show told us what's next for him because you know they cut to Kyle who yeah. was watching him. Um, although for Kyle. It was weird because Kyle said that he moved on from Adam Cole. But he so. didn't. He's like lying to himself on that one. <laughs> yes. He is. We all knew it. We all knew it. Mm-hmm. All right. It is ding, 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 main event time. Yes. And I love this main event. And I took way more notes than I probably should have. But I'm going to get all into this if you're okay with it. I'm totally fine with it. Cool. First, Kushida back with his shoes on. Thank you, buddy. Yes. MS Kushida with uh, all with matching. Well, not matching footwear, but they all have it. So, yes, definitely good. Yes. Thank you all. Um, Wild and Kushida start. I thought it was odd, but I thought it was a good matchup. Mm -hmm. Um, Kushida um, working on Wild's arm um, and then Carter's in um, to flip um, Wild and then Lee's in to flip on Wild again. They just keep like beating him up a little bit. Mendoza um, and Lee um, then in together. Lots of tandem offense between Wild and Mendoza. Way more than we usually see, and it was very, very good. Then Wild is back in, and Lee drop kicks him out of the ring. MSK and Kushida working extremely well together. Like, mm-hmm. much better than you would have expected with guys who maybe just met. They probably didn't, but that's fine. <laughs> um Escobar is finally in against Carter and trying to break his arm. Then Mendoza um, in going after the same arm. So, like, they also work very well together. Then Escobar is back in, slowing it all down, looking for some submissions. Carter's, like, half dead, but he's able to get um, to his side and tagging Kushida. Um, And then everyone just gets in the ring and takes each other out. Um, there's so much happening. I did not keep up with all of it, but then there's a super cool move where Kushida just holds the ropes open. He's standing. Then Carter and Lee flip through to take Wild and Mendoza out on the outside of the ring. Then Escobar goes over to Kushida, takes him out on the outside by putting him through the announce table, which I might add, they didn't even clean it off Mm-mm. before he went through it. So, like, I don't think anyone knew what was about to happen. No. <laughs> um, Carter goes to help. Um, Kushida, but then Mendoza takes him out on the outside. Then Lee goes for a gymnastics combination, um, but Wild with an amazingly well-timed drop kick to stop him. Yes. Um, all three members of Legato del Fantasma then just rotating into the ring to run into Lee to hit him really hard. Escobar with a suplex. Suplex. Wild with an assisted something for a cool two. I didn't know the name of it. Mm-hmm. Then Mendoza back in, and then Lee just takes on everyone. Um, Kushida has all the medical people out um, on the outside looking at him. Carter is nowhere to be found, but then all of a sudden he just appears as if out of nowhere. Um, And then um, like, I did not even know who was legal for Logato del Fantasma anymore. Mm -hmm. Um, But Escobar gives Kushida a phantom driver because he like runs into the ring. Then Mendoza and Wild take out Carter. Um, And I guess Carter was legal because then they won. Yes. (laughs) And I'm not doing this match justice at all because I stopped 
writing for a moment because I just wanted to watch it. Sure. It yeah. was ridiculously good. It delivered on everything. Like this could have been a takeover match. Um, it was chaotic, but like in the best way possible. And then, so you have Legado del Fantasma then holding up all the belts. And yes. I had seen that image on Twitter before I watched the episode. Mm-hmm. So I thought they won all the belts. And mm-hmm. I was very disappointed that they did not. <laughs> yeah. So this was really good. Yes. Um, easily the best match on the show and my highest rated yes. by far. And the right team won here because I agree. Team MS Kushida had all the belts and you've you now have an instant setup as right. challengers for those titles with Wild and Mendoza challenging for the tag titles and Santos Escobar obviously challenging again for the Cruiserweight Championship. So that made perfect sense. The match mm-hmm. was really good. All of these guys worked really well together. And uh, it lived up to the hype that I'd sort of built up for it when they announced this match. So I thoroughly enjoyed this. I went three and three quarters. I went a little higher with a solid four. Excellent. Uh, Grapple is actually (laughs) a little bit under us with 3.54. I mean, anything over a 3.5 at this point, I'll accept because I they it just delivered. And yes, this is the kind of match that I expect to see a lot of the times that like mm-hmm. no one has enough energy to usually do but these guys yeah. all did it <laughs> well here's so some people impressed. here's some people that rated it higher than you as i'm scrolling through these grapple ratings i'm sure a few people gave this four and a quarter yes so yeah it, a good main event it was very very good so i mean i'm almost nervous to see what they're going to be doing Next, yeah, next week because we've got the we've got the women's tag title match, right? Um, I think did they announce that? I don't, I don't think so. I know we've got the false count anywhere match. We have the false count anywhere, and match. I know we have the Imperium match against Timmy and Tommy. Um, and uh, no, not Timothy. Uh, it's a uh, Grizzly Young Veterans. I mean, yeah, not not Imperium, but Grizzly Young Veterans. Yeah, of course. And then um, we're gonna hear from Finn Balor. Ah, yes. First time, I believe, I think, since losing the title, I think. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, he's been in Mexico. So, yes. Uh, yes, they showed they showed very scary, angry Finn Balor looking like good old happy fun time Finn Balor from the olden days in his pictures with his wife in Mexico where they were having <laughs> <Yep>. a blast. <laughs> um. So before we go, uh, I don't know if you've heard the the rumor talk, but there is some rumor talk that uh, Daniel Bryan could end up in NXT. I don't know if you've heard about, about this or not. And I saw this on Twitter because um, what I didn't mention is there was this thing for something called Diamond Mine. Oh, yes, yes. There was and like a sort of like a teaser video for yeah, this, whatever this is. It sounds like a group. It does, but people think it's going to be Daniel Bryant somehow. I don't think it'll be him, but maybe. I don't know. I do know from Twitter, and I don't know who this person is. I literally just re- read other people's comments, so I'm I'm totally taking everyone else's things. Yes. Um, people do not want it to be Tessa Blanchard, whoever that is. Okay. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, she 
is the she's the daughter of Tully Blanchard, who used to be in the very famous Four Horsemen uh, faction in uh, the in the olden days of wrestling, and okay. uh, she is really good. Is really she? good. She's very, very good. Um, she ran into some problems during the the speaking out stuff, mm. um, where she was accused of uh, at one point making racist remarks and uh, was okay, also. Okay, I know who she is now. Yes, and was accused of being a bully. Uh, yes, at times, and then she stepped away from wrestling for uh, a year. A year plus, I think, and most of the stuff that I see people talking about her now are um, other wrestlers who are talking about how happy they are about how far she's come. So I can only presume as a person because she hasn't been wrestling. Right. Um, so maybe she has made strides to better herself. But uh, the last I heard on her in the rumor mill was that she and her husband who is also a wrestler, might be going to AEW and not WWE. Although it does sound like well, she has a lot of friends in WWE, though. Maybe. But, I mean, maybe it'll be um, Jessamine and Marina. Oh, maybe. Uh, somebody suggested that the Diamond Mine might be some sort of, like, shoot fighter group or whatever. People who do, like, MMA and things like that. Which would be right down the alley for those two. So, yep. yeah. I just hope it's not like a, a raw underground dumb thing. Mm. That's no, my concern. I don't, I don't think it will be. I, it sounds to me like it's going to be a new team or faction or something along those lines. Or, so, hopefully it'll be good. Maybe they're going to have a, a second tier women's belt. Oh, maybe. Called Diamond Mine. <laughs> maybe. Um the uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think there is anything else. Does this mean we nope, close the that show? That that means we close the show. <laughs> uh, okay, everybody, uh, that's the podcast for this week. Head on over to cinemageekly.com where you can check out the archives of the show, and of course, you can find us on uh, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for What Comes NXT. Hit subscribe, and that way you can join us next time when we talk about more NXT on the USA Network and, of course, the Peacock, uh, when we will be discussing Timmy and Tommy against the Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm -hmm.